Everybody, hey. hello, and uh, welcome to another episode of Are You a Wizard? I'm Marty, and I'm Jonathan, and this is the show where uh, whether whether you're into the, the, making the eight bits move across the screen mm-hmm. in the famous '80s movie yeah. Fred Savage uh, Machine, The Wizard, uh, or whether you have stars in your eyes because no, that's a jukebox hero. That's yeah. that's something else. Yeah. Anyway, as long as you're making magic happen, we're here to meet you and find out how you do it. I do Jonathan. think you still need to shorten that a little bit. Yeah, I'll work on it. Yeah, Jonathan, how are you? I'm doing great. I've I think I finally hit uh, like gray wizard status when it comes to editing videos up for my students at school. Oh, that's good. So. Although um, now I think we need to be careful when we talk about gray, like different shades of wizard, You're right? Because uh, we also need to make sure you don't start to Benjamin Button. Oh yeah, yeah. That'd be fine, though. I mean, I, almost thirty. Yeah. So that would be a total of sixty years. And you're that's ready to you're good. ready to turn it around and that's start pretty, heading out. Yeah, I mean, that's pretty good, you know. Like, I mean, it would suck to like immediately like lose the ability to legally drink and then drive very quickly. But yeah. you know, it'd be fine. But yeah, we've been working on videos. Where they've been doing let's plays. I've been watching my students on YouTube. Right. This morning, I actually was. Uh, they were live streaming, and like five of my students were all on one game. And it was just, wow. it made me smile to know that one, they, they're using this technology to do this. Right. Two, they're not cussing. And three, they're not oh. on the streets. Well, it's always, always good to keep the youths off the streets. Off the streets. How are you doing? Uh, I'm doing pretty good. And uh, I have to say, I am feeling a little bit more wizardly this week than, than previously. Okay. Um, I haven't really talked about this on the show, but I build the tools that we use to post our website. Yes. And uh, I, there had been a challenge in front of us for a long time uh, that we were taking care of by hand. And I'm happy to say uh, this past week I was able to get it to go. And it was a lot easier than I expected it to Perfect. be. Yeah. Sometimes, you know, like I, I do web development. Yes. And um, you, you, I don't know if you, you have this. There are things that like you, uh, you, you build up a lot of expertise on and yes. that, a lot of experience, I would say. And level uh, up that Spend well, those XP points. But sometimes that experience is uh, kind of baggage. Okay. You, you, someone can bring a problem to you and you're like, oh, sure. Well, but if we want to do this, then we need to do this. Or what right. if we want to do it that way? Then we need to do it this way. And, and all of those uh, questions can really pile up and create a bunch of inertia where a, a newbie, a beginner wouldn't even ask those questions. Right. And they wouldn't have to. They would just try something stupid. And uh, lo and behold, that's what I eventually did. For uh, for our site and That's it worked great. and it just worked nice. and uh, it's very gratifying. Oh. Uh, just to let everybody know, you might hear a lot of background things and I might not have been able to edit it out, uh, but we are here in uh, Hamden's Holies for Holies. Yes, um, and newly reconstructed. Newly reconstructed. Uh, you know, good for you guys. Glad you're back. Uh, we have some chips. Uh, we'll be munching on those once we go to break before our guest shows up. But we are on location yeah. this week. Uh, to meet with uh, our very special guest. Yes. Uh, I didn't want to give up the like the, the secret. Oh, okay. Well, and I, I don't I don't think you can hear uh, any give, real giveaways. Just some crowd noise. Just so. some crowd noise. So it Great. should be fine. Well, uh, in order to not spoil uh, your experience 20 seconds in the future, dear listener, we'll be right back after this break. Hi. 
Hi, everyone. I'm Jessica Hinken. I'm Laura Wexler, and we're the hosts of the Stoop Storytelling Series podcast. We are a podcast in which you can hear true personal stories that are sad, happy, funny, itchy. There's no itchy stories. Why did you say sad twice? Because we gravitate towards sadness. That's not true. It's very fun. You can download us on stoopstorytelling.com or iTunes, and you can also find us at the Peak Sloth Podcast Network. Thanks for listening. All right, everybody. Hey. Welcome back. Yeah. We are once again, uh, and still, I should say, yeah. live from Holy Free Holes. We are completely done with our chips, so we shouldn't have to hear me crunching on the them. The chips are gone. Uh, the margaritas are still flowing, in my case, so uh, you may hear some sip-sip sounds from me. Or not. It's quite loud in here. Uh, and uh, the pinball activity has picked up quite a bit ah, in the background. Pinball. Uh, yes. Uh, it's our first mention of it. The, hey, I got I to gotta get in the topic before I get in the mention of uh, our wonderful guest. Yes, we are here to talk about pinball today and, and, and pinball wizards. Uh, I don't know about you, Jonathan. I'm a big fan of the Who's Tommy. I, I went to the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame in Cleveland, and they had a whole floor dedicated to it. And I was like, oh, that's what that's about. Oh, okay. Uh, it's quite great. Uh, but we are joined uh, today by Pat, who has some new things to tell us about mm-hmm. pinball in the new era. Pat, how hey. are you? I'm doing all right, and yeah, I've got a lot of thoughts, a lot of experience with pinball as a new thing in the new age way. Um, mm. I'm I'm a new age mystic uh, in the world of pinball yeah. and vice versa. Um, I believe that pinball is a holistic game that can actually bring you around to inner peace and tranquility. Yeah, and I just I wanted to talk about that, and I, I thank you for having me on to be able to you know discuss a lot of these things. I'm yeah. thrilled because I. I Recently, I started uh, hosting trivia at a location, uh, Crap Down USA in, in Glen Burnie, and they have a ton of pinball. Mm-hmm. And what, I, what I've discovered ha- since working there now is that there are competitions specifically for pinball. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. Uh, what does that look like in, um, in the new, a- new era? It can actually take on a bunch of different forms. Uh, Crabtown has them. They actually have some mm. competitions here at Holy for Holies. Okay. Thursdays. Yeah. Okay, uh, they wow. have them on Thursdays. Uh, there's multiple leagues. You can do uh, teams, sign up individual, mm. uh, collaborative pinball. There's a version that you can play where each player on a pair takes a flipper and you have to work in tandem. Oh, wow. Uh, it's very difficult, but it actually gets you to communicate with the other person. Yeah, really working pinball in the drift there. Mm-hmm. And yeah, being able to like just sense and trust uh, with somebody that you're playing, you know, alongside. Um, so each competition can look different. Right. Uh, if you go to national tournaments, those get national. Wow. Oh yeah, there's actually international tournaments, and some of the regular players at here and Crabtown are internationally ranked. Oh, nice. Uh, yeah. Wow. Uh, f- folks like Trent Augustine, uh, Justin Day. Um, they regularly plat- place on international circuits. Wow, so, incredible! Yeah. yeah. So, what 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 makes a a pinball machine competition ready? Like, what what goes into the things that you would need? Like, is it interesting skill shot? Like, does it have to have the skill shot puller? Because, like, I know that there's a lethal weapon, mm-hmm. and they give you a revolver as a way to shoot the mm-hmm. pinball into the. Yeah, that's one of the more timed skill shots where uh, the ball is auto-launched and there is a target that moves back and forth on the view screen. 
but on the table itself as different illustrated targets right. uh, or eliminated, I apologize. Um, and it's just a matter of the timing, whereas there's other skill shots like on Adam's family where if you pull the plunger back just enough, it lands in a certain spot and gives you a bonus. Uh, skill shots definitely help you in overall tournament play, but a lot of pinball machines might be you know older machines that didn't have skill shots. Right. Uh, it was just launch the ball and start going. Right. The skill shot at most was lighting the right lane on some mm. of the older mechanical tables. Uh, but it's for competition play, skill shot definitely gives you an advantage. But more for, again, the, the, the zen and the focusing and meditative side of pinball, the skill shot is where you, you quiet yourself. Mm. The ball is not active. It is the moment of rest between turns where you can... Just take a breath, focus, uh, sip a beverage if that's your inclination. Yeah. And then just prepare for what you're trying to accomplish on that ball. Okay. If you're going for a multi-ball, if you're going for oh. an extra ball, if you're... Setting an intention right. for your practice. Yeah. yeah. I mean, some games, it's just it's sheer gameplay. Whereas other games, you want to stack different bonuses. You want to line things up so that... At the right moment, you can let all chaos break loose on all the bonuses. Ah, right. Um, and so it's it's finding your intent, just like in daily life. When you wake up, yeah. you don't just get the mail and then next thing you know, get lunch. Um, right. If you sleep in. Um, well, I mean, if you're if you the first thing you do when you wake up is get your mail. You definitely slept in, at least in my neighborhood. Mm-hmm. Yeah, mine too. Yeah. Mail is usually afternoon delivery. Yeah. Um, yeah. So yeah, mail, lunch, sure. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I I will admit that uh, day jobs have not been my forte. Okay, uh, but honestly, people don't usually need holistic guidance uh, in the AM. Um, okay. It's usually something that comes later in the day after the stress of life and yeah. social media wears in that one wants to escape into the right. realm of pinball. When you, when you want to unpack sort of all that tension and, and exactly. that, that wound upness that you have during the day. Yeah. How does one become with the flipper? Uh, it takes a lot of practice. Okay. Uh, I, both, I would like to back up here. That, that, yeah. Sorry, Jonathan, that felt a little jargony. I know we tend in towards the, okay. the jargon because yeah. we talk to a lot of wizards here uh, on the program. Uh, right. But but if we could, uh, let, let's back up a bit and, and talk about some of the terms we've been using. So like one with the flipper, mm-hmm. uh, setting an intention for your pinball practice. Um, you know, th- these might mm-hmm. sound unfamiliar to people who just play pinball casually. Right. Yeah. Uh, so um, I, I would ask if we could, like, let's let's start uh, at the beginning for you. Uh, mm-hmm. What drew you to wanting to be a new age pinball player? Um, well, um, we had mentions uh, the who uh, Tommy. Oh, yeah. Um, and I had for years only seen Quadrophenia. And I mean, it was enjoyable, mm. but I didn't get a sense of greater purpose off of that right uh and it was some friends in college uh showed me the film and started embracing it and then discovered that there was a small pinball parlor at the student union ah yeah and uh they had a couple games they had world cup soccer 94 uh which i believe Hmm. has been retitled uh in recent releases or re-releases and fix-ups uh, Star Trek Next Generation, which were fun, mm. but yeah. I, I hadn't noticed Tommy, and I hadn't noticed it as a film, I hadn't noticed it uh, as a machine. It was right. just some hobby stuff, but but I connected. Um, mm. I mean, some people dive into things like Acid Queen, and they find you know LSD. 
Um, some yeah. people like, I don't know, just various elements, uh, you know, a woman writhing in baked beans. That's, mm-hmm. you know, I'm not saying it's not a great scene, uh, but I connected to the idea of much like Luke Skywalker turns off his navigation system in Star Wars. Oh, yeah. Um, that somebody could be a deaf, a deaf, dumb and blind kid and still play a mean pinball and that people started taking on, you know, headsets and basically portable uh, deprivation chamber right. type practices. And that's where you find yourself is in the moment. And if you connect to the game, you don't have to go through all that. Right. You can still find your focus through gameplay. Yeah. So, um, I mean, that, that sounds like it, it was years ago for, mm-hmm. for you. Uh, what has your journey been like since then from... Uh, from those first moments of, of interest of like, maybe I can find myself or my purpose here uh, to where you are today. Um, it was just, it was a slow road of, I don't know, developing skill sets, mm. uh, developing, being able to, you know, do a ball catch uh, where you have the, mm. you know, the flipper up and you're able to essentially let a ball coming at the flipper instead of immediately swatting it away. Right. Like many of us deal with our problems in day to day life. You just an email comes in. You just want to get it out of your way, but yeah. sometimes it takes accepting the email or accepting a criticism or accepting, right. you know, a problem in life, and finding a way to let it, like finding a way to embrace it upon yeah. its path at you, rest it up, cradle some of its uh, momentum, at a point where you can then deal with it, process it. And launch that Release problem it back out in a controlled right. way. It it almost uh, it reminds me a lot of like yoga practice in that oh, very way. much so. Very uh, much where so. you're you're working with your your body and the physics of that that you know that skeleton and that meat and mm-hmm. gravity and learning to accept like wherever you are right now mm-hmm. and then finding that you're able to like put yourself in a in in strange positions you would not normally be in. Mm-hmm. Uh, finding tension and then releasing that tension. Absolutely. And, and letting that go into the world. Yeah. That's why, I mean, there's a pinball machine in modern eras comprised of a lot of, you know, bumpers, springs, and coils. Mm. I mean, that is inherent tension built into the machine. Yeah. And you're finding a way to, in pockets, release tension. And if you concentrate on just one part of the table, you're not going to get a high score. You're right. not going to really rack up points. You're you won't be to... getting those multipliers. You're right. not going to be getting extra balls or finding yeah. those special modes. Right. Nothing that's going to work in a collaborative way to really maximize your experience of the table. Mm. Whereas if in yoga, if you only stretch your shoulders, right. your legs are going to cramp. Your back is going to bend. Um, you're going to have not the full experience of the relaxation, the meditation yeah. that you can get. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, Jonathan, you look uh, ready to rock over there. Yes. Yes. Hey, Pat. Mm-hmm. How does one become one with the flipper? <laughs> Sorry, we are we are back. Yes, we did. And I apologize oh, I, for the digression, but I, I do uh, hope that our listeners benefited. I do, too. I, I hope that they did. Mm-hmm. Yeah, this, this is all part of the experience. I mean, this is all, again, Pete like with a lot of new age processes, understanding one factor of it without exploring each is an issue. And one with a flipper, um, it's the connection you have to the game inside. You have a wooden cabinet. Right. 
that is a bunch of mechanical pieces and electronics mm. and all of that is self-controlled within its place. We are on the outside with a left hand and a right hand that control two single flippers. And that is literally all we have to be able to make any order out of the chaos inside the machine. So you have to eventually spiritually flow from your minds through your arms into those buttons, into the timing, into the spirit of it, mm. feeling the hum, feeling the music that's being pumped out. And sometimes the music can be distracting, and sometimes it can place you in the spirit of the game, in the rhythm of how bumpers may pop, how ramps may be faster or slower than on other machines. And so to become one with a flipper, you just you have to listen to a table, okay. um, both au audibly and... In just the spirit of it, in the spirit of the license, which a lot of times, like, right. like the game Guns N' Roses has a lot of pops and, you know, bumpers and things moving it at the speed of the song that ah, I'm yeah. playing. Okay. Whereas their Star Trek is more slow, mm, but deliberate, deliberate, deliberating almost. Yeah. Uh, you want to find the moments inside that game that you may go along, a, a, you know. A long curve, a long ramp. Um, there's a lot of modes that take precision shooting from a launcher. Mm, right. And so you have to consider every moment, uh, as if you were the captain, finding these ways to hear the machine starts the communication. Because if you don't listen, you, nev you never really communicate. Oh, wow. And so even though it's a machine and it's programs, there's still an order of chaos to it. And listening to that can put you in uh, to be one with a flipper because the flippers are the points between you and the machine. Right. That is where you communicate and to be able to hold that language. Does that answer your yeah. question? Yeah, because it kind of flows in. I just had this one other piece. Uh, is it like, are the flippers f uh, uh, far enough apart where there's always a chance that you can hit the ball? Or is there like that? Because I always tend to get, like, one hit, and then it bounces back, and then it goes right down, like it's gone. There's a large variety of uh, flipper sets. Okay. Uh, modern flippers, there's usually a small dead zone between them where happenstance can just eliminate any chance. Okay. That is... Um, that, that stinks. It does, but it's the same as being hit by a bus on a random street. Yeah, uh, you can. It's be very taken in line away. with real life. Okay, yeah. well, I mean that's kind of good. Like I'm, I'm more lucky that I'm just not winning in pinball, but I'm not getting hit by a bus. So right, that's good. I'll yeah. take those odds. Yeah, and it's it's a very specific window of stakes. Whereas in life, I mean, you know to look both ways before crossing right. the street. Right, you know that the ball may be edging this way or the table leans this way and tends to dump out. You know, the left out lane more often than not. Yeah, but. Um, and there have been changes to the flippers over the years. Oh, sure. Um, I mean, flippers now are generally a pretty standard length okay. and, mm. you know, have their consistent arc. But there have been games that have had, uh, they'll put a central pin between the flippers. So ah, if it goes yeah. to that dead spot, right. it actually bounces out. And you may spot on some tables where one has been custom put in or custom removed oh. um, to avoid that sense of just unavoidable loss right 
but then you have on other games uh, that date back a lot of the games through the 40s and 50s mm. would have uh, smaller flippers that were about half the length. And some of them, depending on the mode, would push the flippers together to make an impenetrable ah. spot. But if you hit the wrong spot on the table, they would drift apart to much larger than the modern. Oh, wow. So that was actually part of the skill was, you know, you want to try placing to get closer, your flippers right. in the yeah. best way. Um, and flippers honestly weren't even a part of pinball until 1947. Huh. Uh, pinball had existed for several decades um, as uh, baguette is the, or bagatelle. Uh, mm. Sorry. Um, I'm a little peckish. I didn't have any chips. Uh, but sorry, bagatelle. We, we definitely did. We finished the chips before you got here. Sorry ah, about that. Sorry. But uh, Bagatelle was a game. It was basically pinball, except more like uh, Plinko. Uh, oh, or, right? or like or Pachinko. Pachinko machine. Yeah. That's what I, yeah. And uh, Pachinko and pinball are both evolved from uh, Bagatelle, ah. uh, which dates back into the 1500s, whereas Pachinko started hitting a lot of parlors in Japan 1500s. in the 20s yeah. um, and became... Coin-operated gambling system, more ticket reward like skee-ball. Right, right. Um, and pinball was used in gambling here and there, which is one of the reasons it was outlawed in mm. so many states okay. and individual cities for decades. Interesting. Uh, New York, L.A., Chicago, which was one of the major homes of pinball manufacturers for quite some time. Right. Um, but, yeah, they didn't. It was in the 40s. uh a lot of pinball production slowed because they needed the copper wiring for the war effort. Oh, sure. And yeah, yeah and these are these are complex machines. I mean, they they're really are, um, yeah. you know, although they may make sort of beeps and boops and and have mm -hmm. primitive displays that look like you know cheap uh, eight bit systems or video games. Mm -hmm. uh, these are complex electromechanical systems with servos, uh, a lot of electromagnets, mm -hmm. um, yeah. a lot of just a lot of like. Fascinating hard work goes into to building these. Um, so, so it's interesting uh, where you you talked about becoming one with the flipper as being in touch with the point at which our our human connection happens with the machine. Mm -hmm. uh, but there there are two others, and, and you mentioned sort of one with uh, Pachinko and and the idea of a a machine that is mostly chance based, mm -hmm. where your interaction with it is only in the, in the launch of the ball, sort of like. The, the yeah. degree to which you can apply more or less force or perhaps in the right circumstances some spin as you send this ball uh, screaming into this world of chaos. Um, if you could, and, and please feel free to stop me if, if this is bumping up against some negative ideologies here. Uh, what about giving the table itself a little English, you know, given, uh, given it the, the old bump? Well, that's, uh, there's... There's many schools of thought on this, yeah. but uh, schools of thought just mean different interpretations and different ways to find your language with the machine. Uh, sure. I, I mean, you I, could put Espanol on it. Yeah. Sorry, I was. I, let, let me speak more plainly. What about bumping the table to prevent it, for example, to prevent the ball from falling into that dead zone? Oh. Running, running up against the those those tilt sensors, finding finding that part. Mm. Uh, that riding that sort of limbo between manipulating the game in the way it's meant to be and straight up manipulating the game. Yeah. Well, I mean, the, the tilt function wasn't actually a factor of pinball until uh, the Williams Company introduced it. Mm. After many years of plenty of games being out there, it was just 
something you did. It was actually one of the ways to play the game was ah. you had the flippers. And, yes, you did use your whole body towards it. Um, it was a more aggressive manner of playing and yeah. did start to wear and tear on some of the inner workings of the machine. So that's one of the reasons it was discouraged and eventually, you know, forced into machines to such a sensitivity. I mean, with, ah. you know, five to $10,000 machines coming out now, right. new retail, you don't want to be slamming it around and breaking it if it's a part of your personal collection. Right. I lean away from the tilt function. I, I prefer to be one with a flipper. Mm. I feel that that is where my focus is best, you know, found. Right. Uh, the only time I give any sort of nudges is if a ball is stuck somewhere. Ah, okay. Yeah. I mean, in that case, y- you can take a moment, breathe, give a focused bump. Right. But not just start swinging it back and forth because, let's be honest, who has truly even floors anymore? Mm. We're all walking on uneven ground in life, in spirit, and in our homes and right. bars. And if you're uh, on uneven ground and you start shaking the things to their foundation that right. you're trying to release through. Yeah, you're really fighting the universe at that point. Right. Yeah. And you're going to bring yourself, your machine, and your your inner self out of level. Yeah. 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 That's great. Uh, well, I'm, I'm afraid that brings us uh, to the end of our time for our interview. Uh, but, uh, Pat, if you don't mind, would you uh, stick around and play a little game with us? Not a pinball game. That That's understood. for uh, next. Yeah. My league isn't for another 20 minutes. So, oh, great. Uh, yeah. Great. Well, that gives us uh, plenty of time to play everybody's favorite game on this podcast, License to Thrill. Woo, baby. That's right. Uh, every episode, we ask you a slightly different question, but pretty much always built around the same thing. What? is a licensed property, something that you love in a book, a song, a movie, um, a, uh, I don't know, Hello Kitty, like just a brand. Uh, what, what would you like to see transported from one space into another? And this week, we asked you to hit us up uh, on our website, wehavetoask.com, or you can also hit us up on Twitter or Facebook at wehavetoask. Uh, we asked, what would you like to see, movie, book, uh, song, epic, tale, uh, in the style of Beowulf, translated into a pinball game I, I love your opener to that and then the responses we got are nowhere close to that oh wow yeah mm. uh, are you ready i'm i'm ready do you All have right. the first one yeah the first one uh comes to us from sonia the maze runner the maze runner yeah and th- this is what i th- picture this pinball machine being yeah uh a really good start but then it completely just n- non-essential after that mm. Like, cause just how this franchise works. So I'm, I'm, yeah, I, I am not that into the movies, but I'm, I, I've seen enough of the previews okay. for the various entries right. in the series that I, I feel somewhat qualified to say, hey, there is already a game like this, and it's just those tabletop labyrinth games yes. where you you mm-hmm. drop a ball in a corner, you manipulate it through a maze. Right. But that that's yeah. also a boring answer. Yeah. I I would like to see actually a pinball game that. Is is like as shifty and unforgiving as a maze, uh, like in the Maze Runner, where where like walls move, things things can be crushed. You could you could lose a ball forever because some aspect of the maze changed while it was on its way down to the flippers. 
Um, I, I don't know. I'm sure, Pat, yeah. you've got something uh, well, more yeah, enlightened for this. Um, I actually see it as a hybrid of elements of the Game of Thrones uh, pinball game, which is not my personal favorite. Mm. It involves launching up a bunch of different uh, paths. Okay. Ah. And a lot of the action happens outside of your field of view. Oh. Um, at least on some of the editions of the game. There's multiple editions. But if you manage to focus that with the bridge feature from the Indiana Jones trilogy pinball game, ah. where there's a there's a bridge that the ball gets launched onto, mm-hmm. and then with the flippers you manipulate whether it tilts to the left oh, or right wow. to be able to, much like those old wooden maze or labyrinth games, right. you're trying to guide the ball down a path away from holes to be able to get a maximum score. Interesting. If you were able to combine those two concepts, I think that would be a good Maze Runner game playably, um, hopefully elevating beyond the actual license itself. Right. I think that the license is the weak yeah. point in that. I was just making a reference to the fact that the first movie was successful, but then it's like they've put the other two out. Right. But they, mm-hmm. it's like to no fanfare. Yeah. Um, all right. The next one comes for us for our good friend, uh, Rich G. Hey, Rich. Uh, uh, Golden Girls. I mean, this is simple. Oh, yeah. Right? Like, the the main goal of the game is to shut Blanche's door. Oh, well, I wouldn't say the main goal, but I certainly see that as a goal. Okay. That could be there. I think um, I like this. So you, you put in a dollar, maybe two, depending on the scale of your arcade. You get four balls instead of three. One for each golden girl. Okay. And uh, I think depending on which ball you are in, in your playthrough, your goals might be different. Okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so it might be like maybe Dorothy's goal is to uh, shut Blanche's door because okay. she's, she's tired of hearing that. Right. Mm-hmm. Uh, but, you know, everyone on that show had, had something else, had something different going on, something unique to themselves. You're running from the police for Sophia. Yeah. You're mm-hmm. saving an animal for yeah. Uh, Rose. Yeah. Um, You're just trying to stave off Stan's advances. That's uh, it for Dorothy. Yeah. yeah. Perhaps uh, the Rose is just... Honestly, reminiscing about St. Olaf, and it's just a collection of memories Yes, where there's not a goal so much as just point building. And, right. Yeah. Um, I'd also say that you may be able to select which character you are, much like uh, in the Doctor Who game that oh, came out, oh, uh, yeah. where you'd be able to select your Doctor 1 through 8, and your missions would be different. When you completed one, you'd be able to launch as another Doctor until you completed the set. Um, oh, I love that. Yeah. And I, I can... Im- I. Like, I already hear in my head the rendition of thank you for being a friend that's just playing the whole time. Constantly. Yeah. 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 Andrew Gold Classic just, you know, pipes through, you know, the small speakers there. Yeah. I I think there's a few modes. There's like the tinny version of the real thing where they just sample the actual track. Right. But I I also, I I just imagine um, sort of beats of it coming out in in sort of 8-bit staccato as you bounce off of uh, the the different... um, what do they call those? Uh, uh, the bumpers? Yeah, the bumpers. As, yeah. as you bounce off different bumpers, I can just hear like, thank yeah. you for being a friend. It sounds great. Yeah. I feel like there should be specific modes off of specific like plot lines or episodes. Oh, One that gosh. comes to mind is as a multi-ball, the hurricane episode. Oh, yeah, yeah. Roll back oh, yeah. Down. It's one yeah. of the more memorable episodes. A very special episode. Like hurricane multi-ball would really, you know. I don't know, set some excitement to it. Or or the episode where it's Blanche's birthday and they invited all of the people in her little black book. Mm. That could be a multi-ball yes. situation. Yeah, oh, that could be goodness. like the full-on, like, release every ball in the machine right. chaos multi-ball. Yeah. yeah. Um, all right, we got our last one. This comes from uh, Christine. 
Uh, I'm going to read the exact post. Okay. Because this is important. Uh, Fifty Shades for all the balls and holes jokes. Um, I think okay. we. I think maybe each ball can represent a, a toy, a tool that is used in the Red Room. Um, I do also like the idea that the chemistry between the ball and the flippers don't match, just like the two yeah. of them. Uh, Dakota Johnson. I don't remember the guy's name. Uh, Doesn't I'm, matter. Yeah, I'm gonna. I gotta go put money into the meter. Okay. So if you can just wrap this up, I'll wrap it up with Pat. All right. Thank you. Yeah. Thank, that sounds thanks, great. Pat, for coming. Not I'm a problem. Go thank you. This. Um, yeah, yeah, my, um, I mean, my thoughts on this are, um, I'm sure there's already a, uh, I don't know if I would say wonderful, but I'm sure there's already a twilight table, uh, somewhere out in the world, uh, that's, that's been branded released as, uh, perhaps for, for that whole trilogy already. And I think just taking one of those tables and slapping a 50 shades branding yeah, on it, porting would, it over would be fantastic. Yeah. Um, I, I would go ahead and like, uh, because I, I don't believe that 50 shades deserves its own, uh, no, original but, designs. But if you could take a Twilight themed table mm. and remove a lot of the tension from the springs and the bumpers, ah. um, pace it out a little bit slower. Yeah. Um, and basically, I would say, except for like two kickers, maybe really pump them up with a whip crack type, you know, right intensity. So put them in kind of unexpected places so that that goes off at unexpected times. Exactly. Yeah. And, um, yeah, there's basically, there would just be one hidden hole that you can occasionally stumble into. Right. Um, that, I don't know, it, it would have to be in a weird place on the table that seems a lot more taboo to a lot of people who don't play pinball. Right. But if you have a skill set, it's, it's not unheard of. Right. I mean, if, like me, you've been playing pinball since college... It's, you, you it's could, a known option. You can make it happen, yeah. Right. Well, gotcha. we'd never say make it happen. Oh, sorry. It's it's something that, with a skill set and knowing if you know if the levels are right on the table, yeah, you and would just, know how really, to read the table, really listening and know, to the table, right. yeah, and with the yeah. consent of the table, right? Then so maybe, you would know that this bonus option yeah. is something on that table. Understood. Understood. Right. Great. Well, uh, I'm afraid that brings us to time, Pat. Thank you so much uh, for being on the show today, but also for enlightening us to uh, the enlightenment that awaits. It's been my pleasure. I thank you for having me. I think uh, anyone who's interested in, you know, finding pinball as a mode of, you know, release or transport to an inner calm, um, just research some tables on licenses you like. Go back to some classic tables. Uh, if you're traditionally spiritual, mm. um, there are t tables that you may speak to you if you're if you're a Christian. The the first three or the first table that ever had flippers had three sets of flippers and was called Humpty Dumpty. And then the one after that, while it only had two flippers, was called Triple Action. So if you're Trinity driven, yeah, that is an option for you. Um, yeah, find something that speaks to you. Right, I love yeah. it. Well, Pat, thank you so much. You're welcome. All right, we'll be right back. All right, welcome back. It is one cold outside, and two, we were wrong about the meter, and it was two minutes earlier than what we thought. Uh oh. So I'm glad I left when I did. I'm glad you left when you did. Also, I apologize that we uh, kind of dragged it along there. No, it was fine. I, I thought we could make it, and then I was like, how fast am I going to walk? 
Yeah. So. Uh, well, meters fed. Yep. Uh, so that means we have time to play some games. A hundred percent, we do. Yeah. Uh, I do have to get some change out because I had to use all my quarters in the machine. Oh, uh, that's all right. I uh, talked with Pat, and uh, I I picked up his beer, and he says he'll uh, go in on uh, yes. around the quarters. Let's do it. So I'm looking forward to that. Um, overall, uh, I feel like I learned a lot. Yeah, I know how to be one with the flippers now. Yeah, I do know that. Which I feel like honestly was a misnomer. Yeah, because it's uh, it's like you you reach for something, but like that's not what you no. really wanted. You it was the journey and the friends you made along the way. You need to be able to connect with the whole system before anything you do matters. Did you already call those people about getting that Golden Girls pinball machine made? I. I didn't. I uh, have it. I have it ready, though. Like I started, you know me. Like I like to overthink this, so I found the number. But I also started a Google Doc. Uh, I shared it with you about what should be on there. Uh, so we'll we'll workshop that, and and folks, I think we'll share that online. Yeah. Uh, so if you want to check our website, uh, that'll that'll be up there soon. Uh, I am very excited about the idea of a Golden Girls pinball. Yes, I am too. I, I think that would be magical, and since that is what we're into on this show. I think maybe we should put this out in the world, Oprah style, like the secret. Send this energy out and see if we can't get a Golden Girls pinball machine. Okay. Yeah. Uh, Jonathan, what's up for next week? Uh, Walking down the street, I found out that there's this new waffle dessert place. Mm. So hopefully we'll find a wizard and some waffles. I mean, that does sound magical. Maybe that's good enough. Maybe, Maybe good enough. All right. Well, stay tuned for the waffle wizard, maybe. Uh, folks, thanks so much for listening. We would not do the show without you. Uh, go ahead and uh, just tell us what's up. Yeah. Hit, us, hit us up on our website at wehavetoask.com or on Twitter or Facebook at we have to ask. And we, we want us to know where do you find magic in the world or how do you make magic in the world? If you make enough magic that you seem like a wizard, you might end up on the show. You might. Who knows? Give us a shout. Uh, I think that's going to do it yeah, for us. I think we're good. Yeah. yeah, this has been another episode of Are You a Wizard? I'm Marty. And I'm Jonathan. And as always, you're a wizard, Harry. We'll see you all next time. This has been another episode of Are You a Wizard? We'd like to thank our producers, Amy and Herbie Lobsters, and thanks to Skies and Chaos for using our theme song, New Day. Check them out on iTunes, and while you're there, check us out as well. If you're already a subscriber, give us a rating and a review. It really helps. Join the discussion online at wehavetoask.com or on Facebook or Twitter at We Have to Ask. And don't forget to check out the other podcasts on the Peaksloth Network at peaksloth.com. Hey, this is Chris. And this is Joe from the Curioso Podcast. You are currently listening to We Have to Ask. We Have to Ask? I gotta be honest with you, I'm not sure what the hell is going on. So we have to ask. I, I, I've tried to ask, you and I, I haven't gotten any answers. How many times has this happened to you? I just want to listen to a podcast. I can't choose from all these complicated structures and setups. You want to listen, not think. That's why there's Hobo Radio. You'll feel like the smartest guy in the room in a room by yourself. This doesn't take any intellectual thinking at all thanks hobo radio hobo radio a weekly podcast on the peak sloth podcast network